Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. On Giddy Up, the Hong Kong Corner. For the latest on Hong Kong racing, go to hkjc.com. Welcome back to Giddy Up. It is time for the Hong Kong Corner. I promise I'll get to your text messages before um, we wrap up Giddy Up on this Tuesday. But it's um, privileged to have the champ um, on the line, Zach Person. Of course, it's a big day of racing at Sha Tin today with their New Year meeting. But the five-time Hong Kong Champion Jockey joins us here on Giddy Up on this Tuesday morning. Good morning to you, Zach. Thanks for your time. Nah, it's a pleasure to be on. Um, Thank you. What's today like? Um, obviously, it's a big celebration in Hong Kong, but how many people will be turning up to the races? And, of course, the feature event is the Chinese New Year Cup, and you'll be riding the favourite happy, um, Healthy Happy. So what kind of day is it like at Sha Tin on a day like this? Yeah, it's a very big day. The crowds certainly come out to support us. And post-COVID, we're still coming out the back end of, ever, end of it, of course. But the crowds are getting back to the races. I'm not sure if we can, we're allowed to be at capacity, but we'll certainly have a lot of people there. Um, you ride ha- uh, Healthy Happy in the feature event, the Class 1 Chinese New Year Cup. And Lucky Swainez was the horse that you rode who defeated Healthy Happy there the other day in that group race. Um, can he carry the weight and, and win this feature this afternoon? I think he can carry the weight. That's not the problem for him. He's quite a big horse. He's 1,200 pounds and he's carried weight before in his career. So that's not my concern. The concern I have is that he is at his best when he's in front and on the fence. And I've drawn barrier nine in quite a small field. I've got about 10, 10 runners um, sort of obviously coming from the outside. And sometimes in smaller fields, people try and, ride their horses more positively than what they normally would. I've got Circuit Stella drawn barrier one with Borges on, and he's sometimes reluctant to give up the lead. He's on a Tony Cruz horse as well. So my problem is trying to find the front and the fence, whether he's going to allow me to do that. And if he does, obviously I'm going to be very hard to beat. The horse is in really good form. I galloped him a few days ago. He's moving really well. I'm happy with him. I've just got to hope that I can dictate the race. Yep. So that's interesting. So, um, you find him he's better on the inside. So even if he's outside the leader, he's not as comfortable than he is, say, following the, the rail there, Zach? He hasn't seemed to give his best when he's been outside other runners. He's he's always been a better horse when he's on the rail. So, And, and Frankie knows that as well. So no doubt he'll be instructing me to, to ride the horse that way. And then it just comes down to the sectionals that are set early in the race. Um, I want to have a chat about Sunday because we can't wait for that. We've got the Stewards Cup and also the Hong Kong Classic Mile, which starts, of course, the four-year-old series um, in Hong Kong. And at the end of that series is the Hong Kong Derby. I'll, I'll chat about the Stewards Cup in just a moment. But I'm fascinated and I love having a chat to you about all of this, what's going inside of your brain um, regarding trying to work out your ride for, say, the Hong Kong Derby, which is the pinnacle of racing in Hong Kong. You ride packing treadmill in the classic mile, but there's question marks whether he'll get beyond the mile. So what's the process right now with your thinking about your ride for the biggest race in Hong Kong? 
So my thought process has been for the last decade and, and a bit is to try and find that horse that I think I can win the big race, the Derby on. And it's a bit like the Melbourne Cup in Australia, right? You probably, you want the horse to win the Melbourne Cup, but you know that he's probably not going to be able to win the lead-up races. And that's the position I've put myself in. And, of course, I was able to win it, but I picked up a ride really late in the piece um, on Luger, mm. who at that time um, didn't go through the four-year-old series. He, he comes through a different path. But ever since then, I've tried to find the horse to peak on the big day. And unfortunately for me, apart from Shadow Hero, who was not in it last year, he was in the year before, who bled um, and run last. Um, every other year, I've, I've run second or third, maybe one or two fourths in there. But I've always been thereabouts, but I haven't been able to find that horse to win it again. Now, I've had some great horses come out of it in Beauty Generation, in Military Attack, in California Spangle, in Exultant. So I've been able to identify a good quality horse, but he just hasn't peaked on that day at that time. Uh, so this year, I thought I'd try and play it a little bit differently. Yeah. And I'll just try and pick whatever horse I think is going to be the best ride in each of the legs. So, so yeah. I've been on and off a number of horses um, throughout this part of the season, trying to get a feel for which one I think is the best. Um, some of them have had convictions and let me down a little bit. But the Classic Mile is always the most interesting leg because it's not until this point in time that all the horses start to run together. They come through different races, um, over different distances, and it's hard to line them all up until we get to this point. Uh, and it's not going to be until after this race that the picture is much clearer. But I decided to ride Packing Treadmill because he's got a great winning record. Um, he's a gentleman to ride. He stands in the gates beautifully. He's got good gate speed. He's going to put himself in a great spot. And last start, although we drew barrier one and had every chance sitting behind the leader in what was a fairly moderately run race, he was able to win over the distance. So it gives me confidence that this might be his race. As far as the ratings go, he's the third highest rated horse in the race um, and he gets in at set weights. So that's obviously another plus as well. But beyond this race, I'd be very doubtful I'd be sticking with him. Yeah, because Douglas White, even when he was dominating proceedings, winning premierships like you, um, it took him a little while to to win a, a derby and you were the one that picked up Luger who Douglas jumped off at the last minute to, to win your only derby. So um, it must be, uh, there must be a lot of pressure regarding trying to make sure that you work out and you pick the, the right horse. I watched that beauty internal there the other day, Zach. Um, did he give you a good feel? Because I know that he can do a few things wrong, but he just looks so impressive there on Sunday. Yeah, he's a very impressive horse. Um, every time he's gone to the races, he's, he's shown us what he's got. Um, but whether he's going to run out of time for yeah. you know he, he his third start there on the weekend over twelve hundred metres, it's going to be a big ask to try and push him to to get to uh, to there. But you know he's in the stable of John Size, and he's got a knack of being able to do things differently. Obviously, Pin High Star only ever raced over fourteen hundred before he went to the Derby and won uh, Luger, as we touched on. I think he, as well, might have only raced over 1,400 or might have had one run at a mile going into the Derby. And those two horses didn't contest the four-year-old series. So he's obviously capable of training a horse um, in the manner that he wants to train it to still get it there. But whether we're going to run out of time or not, you know, that's, um, that will be a conundrum. I think the, the, 
the greatest credit that you get as well from um, trainers in Hong Kong and connections is that when you make a decision, you stand by that decision. So when will you make a decision on your ride in the Hong Kong Derby? I don't think I'm going to make a decision until after the Classic Cup, okay. which will be the next leg. So they go the Classic Mile, um, Classic Cup, and then the Derby. Uh, and one of those reasons is because obviously I had Beauty Verse there, but I felt like he was only going to be at his best in the Derby. Um, and they wanted obviously an early commitment. I couldn't give them. I was riding Sweet Encounter. It was another good chance. Um, and I just felt like didn't quite progress like I wanted him to at his last starts. Um, so Ryan Moore was going to come in and ride him now. And Viva Soler sort of, he was a bit flat the other day. Bonds of Pearl has got to take a step. Flagship Warrior is going from 1,200 first up where he's very good into the classic mile. So we need to see him again. So I think there just there are a lot of question marks there. And I don't want to lock myself into something when there could be a horse put its hand up late in the piece like Luger did. And I want to be um, available to ride that horse. Even the horse I'm riding in the last race today, Simba, you know, he's only at the top of class three at the moment, but and he's got a tough job today from a wide gate. But he's a horse. He, he was able to run well from being caught wide his first start, and then his second start he had a nice run and, and won pretty softly. Now he steps up to the mile. So there are horses like him and, and another couple um, that are coming through, and I feel like it's better just to keep my options open at the moment. You need a camera to follow you around. I, I, it would make um, terrific TV um, to have Zach Purton trying to work out who, who his derby ride is over the next three or four weeks. I think it would be fascinating. So um, I wish you the best of luck. It wouldn't be easy with all of the, the options there you've got in front of you, Zach. But the Stewards Cup as well, have you ever – um, the build-up to this race seems to be something else. Can you remember a, a bigger build-up for a Group 1 um, like the Stewards' Cup come Sunday? No, I don't. And I think one of the reasons is, is you know, Golden 60s being our flag-bearer for the last three to four seasons and what he's done has been phenomenal. He's won more races, more Group 1 races, more prize money um, than any other horse in our history. So he's been an exceptionally talented horse to, to go up against all the time. Obviously, you don't get to beat him very often. Um, and then now we've got Romantic Warrior coming through, who was really good in the derby um, and the four-year-old series. Um, he, ju he just touched me off in the derby. And then to come back at his you know, second run this season and do what he did on International Day, you just don't see horses do that. And then, obviously, my bloke's there who's probably Mr. Consistent. He's, he's thereabouts. Unfortunately, the other two horses have got a two-on-one win record against him. So I feel like he's probably going to be the underdog going into this contest. But there is a great um, appetite for it. Uh, I've seen a lot of the social media where people have been talking about it. I've had a lot of text messages and phone calls and, and a lot of articles written about it, and, and rightfully so. You, we don't normally get three bona fide superstars um, in this jurisdiction running in the same race together. You might get two sprinters, two milers, two mile and a quarter horses, but to get three that, that can genuinely win it, it's quite rare here and it's going to be a really tactical battle. Um, 
And and I think the smaller field plays into the hands of the other two horses because they're not going to be in trouble. They're not going to be getting too far out of the race. Um, they're going to be on my back, hunting me, stalking me. Um, and they've got a great bunny to chase, right? I'm going to take them as yeah. far as they need me to take them. It's like you're playing, so, yeah, state of origin for Queensland. You're wearing seven and you're playing against a star-studded New South Wales lineup, and basically you might have to win the game um, yeah, if you exa- can pull exactly. off a miracle. Yeah, and, and then to, to add the other element into the race, obviously Beauty Joy is there who is just a very difficult horse. Sometimes he stands in the gates and doesn't want to begin. Other times he, he's led before. You know, sometimes he gets his head up mid-race and wants to take off, or like he did in the International Mile when Huey did make that mid-race move. So not only have I got two superstars to worry about, I've got to worry about what that horse might try at me as well. So yeah. it's uh, it's going to be a great race. It's good to be a part of it. Um, and hopefully uh, hopefully it's competitive. Hopefully it comes down, you know, to the last 50 metres. No, we can't wait for it. Everybody will be watching it, of course, here in Australia. And um, as you point out, tactics will play a major part. And when you've got two horses rated in the top 10 in the world and um, on 124 and you're just 123 with California Spangle, I don't think it gets much better, especially for Hong Kong racing. Um, Zach, what's your best today? What's your best ride? Well, I'm hoping to start off well. It's always good to start Chinese New Year yes. off uh, on on a uh, on a good note. And I've got a handy ride in the first. He's no superstar, Baby Crystal, but he's racing consistently. He gets his chance in this race. There's not much depth to it. The only thing I'm worrying about is that we've got a really strong wind blowing out there today. Um if track works anything to go by, it was pushing me quite quickly down the back straight, and it's really strong into our head in the home straight. It was blowing the horses around a bit in the morning, and he's going to be up there on pace running into that wind and not being the strongest horse. It might be a little bit tough for him, but he's going to be in the right spot, and he's going to give me a run for my money. Love it, mate. Make sure you get me a pair of those Sackpert Nikes as well if they're on for sale. Um, size 11, <laughs> that'll be much appreciated. Um, we, we, we wish you the best of luck today, especially joining us on, on race day and um, bring on Sunday. It should be something quite special. Thanks for that, Zach. We appreciate your time here on Giddy Up on SEN Track. No worries. Thank you. He's the champ, Zach Pert. We'll take a break and then we'll come back and wrap up um, Giddy Up on this Tuesday with Tom Wood selections at Hong Kong.